I wonder through the eons of the years how many millions or maybe billions of people are in hell, because they are, wish they could have just worshipped God. Wish they just could have said, oh, I'll worship God now. Please, take Christianity serious. Take your walk serious. Don't let this culture and America's dumbing down of the gospel think that God is in step with it. Remember, God says the world and I don't get along. Okay, before we get into this, please. Troy's plea for help, take that very serious. That is our responsibility, what he's telling you, that scene that we offer at the Bethlehem Walk. It's a sweet time. Ruth and I have uh, volunteered for years. This year, we're just not able to. We just can't. And I didn't really realize that until the season has come upon us. So please don't let them down. Um, sign up. It is sweet. The Mary and Joseph, you don't even speak. Joseph might say, it is he. That's it. Or is this Jesus? You say, yes. I mean, that's it. That's all you do. You just, what you represent is just the Lord. And the anointing will be there and people will be touched. So please don't dismiss this as, oh, that. No, be a part. All right, here we go. <clears throat> as I was working on this message, sometimes I just get in there and can't figure out a title, so I'm not sure. Uh, I just want to title it, we're strange, we're weird, we, we just are. People are, I mean, saved or not, um, even us safe folks are weird. I just don't understand myself, not alone you. And so uh, I wanted to put my title on like, whose will? That's one of the titles I thought, or his will, my will, your will, I don't know. So that, that's kind of where we're at, and I think you'll see, because I hope the word comes nice and clear, and I hope you have your ears on, and I've been praying off and on the last two days, Lord, bring, bring them. All right, Revelations 3.18. Again, this is the word of the Lord, remember? Remember that? He says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. That word buy means God says, I want to do business with you. I want you to have some business or I want you to buy what I have. And what I have is gold tried in the fire. And then he says, it's a reason that thou mayest be rich. And that doesn't mean in wealth and cars and houses and swimming pools. It means abundantly rich in the knowledge of God and the things of God, the wisdom of God and the presence of God. So God says, I'm counseling you. Buy of me. Buy of me gold that's tried in the fire. That you'll be rich in white raiment. That thou mayest be clothed. And that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. That you will not show up at the end of your life without Christ. Without the garments, the wedding feast. He says, and anoint thy eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. God says, now, buy that of me. I'm counseling you. Even now, this morning. You can turn this off. You can yawn. You can click your pens. You can say, I'm not worshiping a little while ago. I mean, God has made you that free moral agent to do this. But God is saying to us this morning, I'm counseling you. 
that you would buy gold tried in the fire. That literally means fresh from the fire, like right out. And I used to work in the steel mills of Pittsburgh, and behind me was the furnace. And we used to make all kind of angles and pipes and all this kind of stuff. And after a while, an alarm would go off, and that meant them pipes are coming up, and you could feel the heat on the back. Hot, fresh, glowing, red hot. Coming up out of the fire, and that's what God's saying. That's what this word is. Just fresh from the furnace that has proven its purity. And having it, it has its bright gloss, its genuine spiritual wealth. God is saying, buy that of me. That's what God is offering you this morning through His Word. Through the Word of Almighty God. Got the Word on the screen, the Word in your lap, and I'm giving you the Word. So you can plummet. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon His shoulders. Now just take a look at our government since we've taken it off of God's shoulders and decided to do it without God. A total debacle, a total mess. You kind of wonder now, has, has anybody ever in our Senate or House of Representatives not groped a woman? You can't turn from God. Morality, all that comes from God. We're strange. So he says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor to advise. Jesus is the Word. And the Word advises. You need advice, you go to the Counselor, the Spiritual Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Tell me there's not something strange about us. When him who knew no sin becomes sin, dies for you, a wretch like me, that I may go to heaven, don't deserve it, and I gives me the word of God, tried in gold, pure, faultless, nothing wrong with it, and I tell him, oh, no thanks. Strange. Psalms 81.10 in New Living says this. Listen, we've all done this. Some of you are probably doing it now. God says this to the, through the psalmist. For it was I. In case you've forgotten this walk and this Christianity, God says, hey, uh, uh, it was I, the Lord your God who rescued out of Egypt. It was me who saved your stinking soul. It was me who saw you cast it on the side in your, in your uh, birth junk and said, God said, Live. It was I who did that, who redeemed your soul and saved you. So the Lord is reminding him through the 81st Psalm. I rescued you from the land of Egypt, from bondage and sin. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it with good things, God is saying to you this morning. But he said, but no, my people wouldn't listen. Israel doesn't want me around. This is what the Lord says. So I let them follow their own stubborn desires, living according to their own ideas. That scares me to death when I think of myself. I'm not a very good person without God. He said, oh, that my people would listen to me. Oh, that Israel would follow me walking in my paths. 
How quickly I would then subdue their enemies. How soon my hands would be upon their foes. But us strange folks said, oh, no. No, thank you. I don't want your help. In fact, I don't even want you around. You know what? The absolute most dangerous thing that God can permit is to let you have your own way. You understand that? God puts his hands on your son, you go, and you just keep telling God, buzz off, will you? And then God all of a sudden says, go ahead. That's the most dangerous place for you to be even today, right now. I mean, you're on the brink of stepping into hell. It's the truth. Amen. Look through the word of God. See how many people missed heaven and how many made heaven. You know, so what we do is a nice hymn writer or whatever who was some songwriter wrote, and when we all get to heaven, we kind of put this numbness on us. But I don't know. I'm afraid of myself. The most dangerous thing God can permit is to let you have your own way, even though it's contrary to his perfect plan for you. Remember Jeremiah 29, 11? God said, hey, 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 I got a plan for you, Nate. No, that's okay. No, thank you. Keep it. I got my own plan. And God, look, and if you stay in this boat, if you're in it right now, if you insist on your own will, he will withdraw himself from you and leave you to your own counsel. Now, like some of the girls said, this uh, professional mask wearers, I mean, we all have them on, and we all just look Christianese or whatever you want to call it. We all play that game quite well. Now, it was years ago. I don't know. You have to be my age maybe to remember, but there was a show where uh, three imposters would come on, and you try to guess who's telling the truth. Well, we need that in Congress. It's who's telling the truth. Remember? To tell the truth, and they would try to... Who remembers that show? You're showing your age. Whoa, it's an old church. <laughs> it's not on again, is it? It's not on Netflix or something, is it? A new one. Oh, for the younger, okay. Because all the people I watch are dead. They're dead. They are. And it's to tell the truth, and they fake you out, and they hardly ever get caught unless somehow someone happens to know who they are. And so we do that. We're we think like you can fake me out all the time. You look pretty decent to me today. Okay, but you, I, you're never going to fake God out. And so if, you are, if God is, has been on your case and you're telling God, bug off, then if he does, you are in the most dangerous place in the world. You are left to yourself. And how did you do by yourself before you came to Christ? How really did you do? How did he find you? Just lovely, unstained, unpolluted, moth of sweetness? Oh. If you truly will listen, God does speak to us. He will. He will speak to you if you give him just a moment or time. If you kind of create that like the girls were talking about, and God will speak. He'll impress. He'll move upon you through the word, through a song, maybe this morning, now, this message. He will. The problem is sometimes we can get so far from God we can't hear a lick, can't hear nothing. 
So God does still talk to us, and he does talk in that small voice. He does. 1 Kings 19, 12 talks about it. And he says, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out and stood in the enter of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him, saying, What are you doing here? Is that, is that what it says? And that happened to me. When I was hungry for God, hungry for a move of God, very hungry for a move of God. And this is a lot for me because I don't really like to travel. And I remember tapping someone on the shoulder and saying, you want to go to this city, but we got to get a plane and we got to go there. And we did. Took off, flew, landed, all the hustle and bustle and all that. That's what I don't like about traveling. All that various stuff you got to go through just to get to somewhere. Finally get there. Pushing and shoving, not me, of course. Finally get there, you get in, you finally get down. I sat down and I swear to God to you, I heard God say, What are you doing here? And I went, God will speak if you permit him and you trust him. Jeremiah 6:16 says this. Thus saith the Lord, stand you in the ways and see and ask for the old past. Where is the good way? Walk therein and you shall find rest for your souls. But us strange folk said, no, we will not. And see, don't let all that uh, uh, un unsaved stuff drip in your head. I'm talking about you. God speaks to you through the word, through the preaching, through the music. And you still refuse to do things as God says. For you, personal Savior. Ah, ah, ah. And we blow right through them. So God's telling us, here's what to do. Here's how to stand. Here's the way to walk this path. And we said, we will not walk therein. We are walking away from him when we refuse to obey the word of God. And here, you are. Even though you might come here three times a week or whatever, and you tithe nicely and you help out and all that kind of stuff, we still got to stay plumb to the plumb line. Now look, I don't know why he does, but the Lord is compelled by his love for us to continue to try to get through to us. He's trying to get through to someone now, probably. Or else I'm wasting my breath. The Lord will send messengers to us hoping that we will listen. My wife heard a message and said, you know what, this is awesome, you ought to listen. And I checked it out and I said, oh my gosh, we need to hear this message. And that's where this is coming from. Because it's as true as true can be. It's really not hard to understand and recognize the this, this soft voice of the Lord when you're walking with the Lord. You get further and further away, just like if, you know, if I'm talking side by side with Lenny and he's going that way and I'm going this way and we're starting, you get further away and you're trying to tell him one last thing and he's can't quite grasp it, hear it. 
with the noise and distractions. When God is trying to get your attention, listen to me. First, he will use his still, small voice to speak to you. And so we're going to look at his first messenger. It's like the flutter of a moth. I don't particularly like moths. You ever go out and it's like, you swear it's a bat? I mean, there's some big, big, bad-looking moths. You ever have that happen to you? I mean, or it's just a blur. You're like, what's that? It's the truth. Listen, Hosea 5.12 says, Therefore, I will be to Ephraim like a moth, and to the house of Judah like a rottenness. God comes, form of a moth, just gentle, trying to tell you something, getting your, in your, the heck. Of course, moth eats stuff, causes rottenness. Your plans aren't quite working out. It will be God will be the one who eats away and corrodes plans that are contrary what he's, he's Satan, this way, and you're just determined, and you're walking full speed to a cliff or some horrible something, and God's going, ho, and God will say, send him off, and the moth just keeps flying around. That's exactly what God does, and you know what? The sad thing is the moth can be overlooked. It's actually more annoying than anything else. You might not even be catching it. It's the voice of God talking to you. What are you doing? You better quit talking like that to your wife. It's just annoying. Buzz off. Plans don't work out. Things just seem a bit off in your walk, maybe. Now, there are thoughts to be approximately 160 species of, 160,000 species of moths. So I would have to say the Lord has many different ways or messengers to send your way. 160,000 species. He said, I will send the moth to Ephraim. And he's trying to get your attention. So you have to figure out this morning, is the Lord talking to you? If you're just like annoyed about something and life and you're, you're totally off target and you don't even know, it's, it's God saying, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Because where I was, God was telling me, it's totally out of the will of God. Get out of here. I mean, I just went, the cushion didn't even lose all its air. God said, what are you doing here? I thought, what? I went, and I looked at my buddy, and he knew. He knew, too. That was the moth. And I could have just dismissed it, filled myself with a bunch of false doctrine, and threw up all over you with it. With it. You need to thank God for the moth. It's true. Telling you the truth. Also, most species of the moth are nocturnal, man. They come out in the dark. 
don't they? They come out in the dark, and as soon as your head hits that pillow, thoughts explode in your mind. I see all over Facebook, can't sleep, can't sleep, can't sleep. Could it be a moth sent by God? Two nights ago, or three nights, I don't know when it was, Ruth likes to crack the window in her bedroom. Not much, like this, okay? Lights are out, dark, heads down on a pillow. I'm thinking everything in the world about as big as a dragon on down is going to get through that window. <laughs> that window was cracked all day. I didn't think that. It was like that all day. So as soon as I lay down, I think I'm hearing everything, buzzards, vultures, eagles, everything, <laughs> coming up through that window, tormenting, bothering me like crazy. And so the next morning, I said, I don't think it's a good idea to put that window open at night. And then she went, there's a screen on it. I went, oh. <laughs> It's the truth. Exploded in my mind that it bothered me, and I swear every little sound was some creature coming in telling all his buddies the window's cracked. truth. Now, Song of Solomon says this, by night on my bed I sought him who my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. There's a time when God sends that moth. A lot of times it's at night. If you've been a jerk all day or all week, if you're contrary to the word of God, God removes sleep from you, sends the moth, you shake your head back and forth, you just can't get it, you've got to get up. You don't even catch it. It might be God trying to save you from doing something contrary to the will of God. Isn't it strange that we would even think that we could be right and God's wrong? How can that be? <clears throat> How can we think? I can't think of a, a stronger word. An idiot. I don't know what we can call ourselves without cussing. Isn't it true? What can you call yourself when you go contrary to the word of God? It's preached at you. It's shown you. God sends you a messenger. The Bible's opened up in front of you. You hear it in song, and you still say, sorry. It's insane. And then you expect nothing to happen or nothing to go awry when God warns you over and over. Don't do this. Psalmist says, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Don't dismiss the still, small voice. Yeah, it could be the enemy on your case. Get up and rebuke him. I understand that. I've been there. It just could be you and God having an issue. <clears throat> could you be swatting away the hand of God? Isn't that something? Could you be? Think of that. God comes to you and just says, my son, and you go, what? What's going on? If I could get that thing, it's strange. So God said, all right, if you won't listen to the moth, I'll send you another messenger. Now listen, every one of you, nobody is outside of this. 
whether you're listening and taking this sincere or whether you're blowing it off. It, it, God is God. Hosea 8.1 says this. Set the trumpet to thy mouth. He shall come as an eagle against the house of the Lord. You blow the moth off, that little fluttery, you know, you just backhand or something, or if he lands, you just think, man, he's done, he's gone. You just get there. Oh, no. God says, okay, I'm telling you, my heart breaks for you. You're heading in the wrong direction, and he'll command his eagle. Eagle. And the eagle comes screeching into your life. I think we have hawks around our place. And they soar up there, and they're pretty they're awesome. I love birds of prey. They're just awesome, and they just screech. And you can see birds, doves, blue jays, they just go. They know there's trouble in the sky. I mean, they, they're not sitting around going, no, I'm not paying attention. No way. I'll take him on if he comes down here. No way. They're not like you and I. They're not strange. They know that there's an eagle or a hawk or something of prey in the sky, and they book, they look for shelter and safety. God says, I will send. If you will not listen, I will speak with a louder voice, a sound of the eagle. And that's what it says. Set the trumpet to thy mouth. He shall come as an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant. That's the word of God. In trespassed against my law. You can't go contrary to the word of God and get away with it. You might for a while because the moth keeps coming around. The moth keeps going back because God is, I don't understand this, but God is long suffering. Long suffering. So he's got 160,000 species of moths that send your way at night to try to get you to gently turn your course or to watch your mouth. Or to stop hanging with those. What are you doing going there? Stuff like that. Whatever it is. If not, he sends the eagle and it comes screeching into your life. The eagle has a squawk, a loud screech, has sharp claws that dig deep. Bald eagle will nail you going 80 to 99 miles an hour. Bam! You ain't getting up from that. No rabbit goes, man, that was your best shot. <laughs> Right? Isn't it true? Look, God sends this stuff. And when your life starts flying apart, don't just start rebuking the devil. It's most likely, probably, could be you out of step with God. Wouldn't you much rather deal with the moth? Wouldn't you just thank the Lord? Thank you for that moth, Lord. Thank you. Lord, please don't send the eagle. I'll correct my ship. I'll alter my course. Because the eagle, he will knock you out. Now listen, the Hebrew definition for the word eagle from an unused root meaning means to lacerate. You're not going to go contrary to God. You're not going to treat the wife that God gave you as garbage. Or vice versa. You're not going to dominate over your husband. Or the children that is his inheritance that he's given you. And you stop bringing him to the house of God. Goes, Eagle. 
you slice the pieces, those plans, because they're breaking my heart. And the eagle goes, a lot bigger wingspan than the moth. Six, eight, nine, ten feet comes this eagle. When you leave here after this message, unmoved, before you get in your car, you ought to just... No. I'm serious. You ought to take a peek. If God had sent his messenger after your silly decision making. <clears throat> so it goes on, verse 2, it says, Israel shall cry unto me, my God, we know thee. So we know that's church people. That's us. Okay. Israel has cast off the thing that is good. That's the word of God. The enemy shall now pursue him, is what the word says. That's you. That's you and me. And the whole reason is, it's not because God hates you and he goes, I'm so tired of you. God will say, no, turn around, turn around. Because all of us are going to walk from earth to eternity. It's where are you going to spend eternity? So sometimes God will bring people to speak a word of encouragement in your life or a rebuke or a warning. Hey, what are you doing? Where have you been? How many blah, blah, blahs I've heard in my life is unbelievable. And so I just tell, sometimes I tell Ruth, iceberg is coming. They're going to nail an iceberg and there's nothing I can do. I've told them, I've yelled, I've rang the bell. Put the book in front of their face. What are you doing? Text things, send messages, all various kinds of things. Nothing seems to work. And they're just going, stoke up the other engine. And they're going like crazy. And God's got it out there. A divine appointment with the iceberg or the eagle. And he's going to come and you need to start taking this very seriously. So it's a word of warning or a, a, it's a, from a, maybe a critical season in your life. Lots of times I've come to our ladies and I say, listen to me, listen. You're very vulnerable right now. You've got to stay on guard. You've got to stay together. You've got to stay sharp in the word of God. Some sweet talking line, good for nothing, come and say something to you. Sweep you right off and you're gone. Listen to this. Sometimes you are kissing people you should be kicking to the curb. You're embracing the wrong people in your life. Or you could be kicking people that you should be embracing. You know it says in is it Psalms 12.2? I think it is. Yeah, Psalms 2.12. Says this, kiss the son, lest he be angry with you. You don't kiss and embrace someone that wants nothing to do with God, or a way that has nothing to do with God, or a direction God doesn't want you to go. God says, No, 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 no. You pay homage and honor me, lest I be angry. Eagle. After the moth doesn't work, eagle.
So you got to pay attention when you leave. Make sure you're not hearing that screeching of the hawk or the eagle over your head because that's the Lord attempting to talk to you. Again, God loves you so much you don't hear the moth. If you don't pay any attention to the eagle, God then will send his lion to you. And he will leap from the bushes and he will rip everything apart. Many times I've told my wife or sometimes my secretary, I said, you know what? There's nothing else God could do except to rip the lid off of this whole life. And most of us are going, oh, I didn't know that was going on. And that God sends the lion to save the soul, not to embarrass, humiliate, to save the soul. And that's what he'll do. The moth, the eagle, and the lion are messengers that God will send to you. Because I'll tell you what we do. We get in a habit of repenting and repeating. Repeating and repenting. Repenting and repeating. Sorry, Lord, I won't talk to my wife that way anymore. I won't do that. And you fall right into a week and a half, maybe, 10 days later, you're doing the same thing. After the moth has come, and you don't listen to your helpmeet or, or, or the pastor or whatever's going on in your life. You children, a remedy, you don't listen to your parents. Just, what do they know? Because they've dealt with moths and eagles and the lions and trying to give you some wisdom. So we get in the habit of repenting and repeating, repenting and repeating. And over that time, as you continue to do that, your heart does nothing but grow harder. Do you understand? This is scary. I'm telling you, left to yourself, left to your own counsel and your own, because you see, in my own unsaved, not spiritual life, everybody's an idiot, but me. Everybody's wrong, but me. You're all like that. We're all. We're all like that. So over time, our heart grows hard. But the goodness of God leads to repentance, the Bible tells us, not repeating. It leads us to repentance, not repeating. Leaf, old leaf, flip it over, still no good. Nice for a day, bad for a month. Nice for three days, bad for seven months. So God says, all right, send the lion. And so he does. He starts with a still, small voice like the flutter of the moth. God speaks to us at times through a song or just maybe a buddy, directing our steps, establishing boundaries. Just like with me, when I took all that, to me, that was a lot of effort. All that effort sat down. God was telling me, I passed the boundaries. What are you doing here? I went, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I just did, I'm so thankful, I just went, sorry, God, and went back home. And everything that just started to accumulate, might have been two or three books, I went, trash. You need to thank God for that moth, because all that trash would have been in you. So he established boundaries. So you've got to listen to, the, listen to the moth. You have to honor God's word in your life. No matter. Even if you watch TV, you have something on, and you think it's okay, and 20 minutes into it, it goes south, 
You can fly. There's the mossy. What are you watching this for? You got you to gotta make a decision. You got to turn it off. You understand God's in every one of your business. All, everything that you have to do with, God's in it. Listen to the voice and God will speak to you. So you have to listen today. What's interfering with your hearing? There's all kinds of distractions. We were out somewhere Friday night with, with a friend at a nice place trying to do something nice. And it was so loud, I almost had to put my ear in his mouth <laughs> to hear what he was saying. Do you want a Pepsi? What? It was so things distract and we can't hear. And that's what happens to you and I as people of God. So God will send them off, that little small voice, the flutter, you know, a buddy, a companion, someone you trust, the word, what you're reading, and you just sush it, you don't get it, you don't want to hear it. And then the screeching of the eagle comes with a speed, rips into your life. You still don't want to hear it, and God says, all right, send the lion. And the lion just shreds everything in your life's in pieces. But it gets worse if you still refuse. God says this in Hosea 5, For I will be like a lion to Ephraim and like a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear and go away. I will take them away and no one shall rescue. I will return again to my place. God says, I'll leave. God says, I'll come in. Shred your godless, rebellious plans to pieces and God said, I'll leave. And he leaves. Your pieces are in shambles. But read the rest. I will go and return to my place until they acknowledge their offense and seek my face in their affliction. They will seek me early. Many of you are on the wrong path. God's sending his messengers, young or old. I don't care if you're 16, 15, 14, 13, 33, 43, 92. This goes for you. God will shred it to pieces. And God is looking for you to repent and seek him again. That's what God is doing. That's the goal of God. It's not to annihilate you. It's not to destroy you. That's what the enemy wants. But God's goal is not for destruction, but for restoration for your life. If you're leaning on the arms of flesh, you're trying to get your wisdom and strength from the Egyptian king, you've offended God, you've turned your back to the word of God, trusting the world, after the moth, after the eagle, the lion comes in and shreds it. And there you are in pieces. And you just might think, man, where's my Bible? I will return again to my place till they acknowledge their offense. Then they will seek my face in their affliction. They will earnestly seek me in your affliction. That's why it works when raising children. If you don't afflict your children when they're bad, you're... What's, seriously, you understand this? What's the Bible say if you don't uh, use the rod on your children? 
What's it say? What's it say? And you hate them. Oh, I know you give me, I'll never come back to this church again, you lying pastor. Wait, wait a minute. I didn't say that. That's what this says. So you take Spock over this, or tie my chair over this, or who the next Spock will be. No, you're crazy. You're strange. What? This has told you what to do. Just like in, in your life. You know, soft answer turns away wrath. Well, they had it coming. No, we are strange. I wish I could come up with a better word. So the goal of God was to bring them back around, not to destroy them. You've got to see this. God's love sends them off to you. Amen. He does. God's love sends the eagle. You hardly go for it. Send the eagle with his speed and his claws and let him rip through quickly. And you still shrug it off. And God says, all right, send the lion that's afraid of nothing. And he goes in there and just shreds. And God says, hope, maybe in the midst of their affliction, they'll turn to me. Now, it's pretty obvious that it doesn't seem like America is turning. It doesn't seem like America's too smart. They just don't get it. But how could you not get it? How could you do like America when you have the living word inside of us? He's the word. In the beginning, right, was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So then he gave you the living Word in your heart with the Spirit of God, with the written Word, and you see it, and you go, no thanks. As it's not going to affect you. Okay, let's stand, please.